The following presentation is not suitable for young children. Listener discretion is advised. Ah, Christmas morning. For your favorite podcast host, which I hope is me, this is one of my favorite days of the year. It's a morning to run downstairs, check the tree, and see if Santa overlooked all the bad stuff you did and left you something good. It's a day to give, and I love giving a good Christmas gift. So this year, I'm leaving you, the listeners of Modem Mischief, a little something underneath the digital tree from me. And that is this bonus episode. We'll call it the Modem Mischief Holiday Spectacular. If you like this episode and want more of them, consider supporting us on Patreon. We release bonus episodes on the first Friday of every month over there, so don't miss out. Go to patreon.com slash modemmischief. You'll be supporting an independent production, which will help us keep the Christmas lights on. And if you don't, well, I still hope you enjoy this one. My gift to you. No strings attached. And now, on with the show. It's a brisk early morning in Sacramento, California, on December 25th, 2014, Christmas Day. The Hannigan parents are awoken by their son, Darren, who storms into their bedroom at six in the morning. The sun isn't even up yet. Darren leaps onto the bed, begging them to get up. Ken Hannigan groans. How much sleep did he actually get? Three, maybe four hours? But Darren gets him smiling and even a little excited excited to see the look on his kid's face when he opens up the big gift. The one Ken Hannigan knows he totally nailed this year. The one he's been putting a little money aside for each month. Come on, hurry up! Darren shouts, bouncing up and down. All right, all right, I'm up! Tapping his wife Cindy awake beside him, we'll meet you by the tree. And go wake up your sister. Be gentle. It's chaos in the living room, while Ken and Cindy watch Darren and Maggie open their gifts. Ripping into the colored wrapping like animals, Darren is singularly focused. He's looking for it, the gift he really wants. Sure, the new backpack and sneakers are cool and all, but what he really wants must be in the last box. It's gotta be. It's the right size and shape, and it's heavy. Oh, is this what I think it is? He asks nobody in particular. The box is open now, and it's beautiful. A brand new Xbox. Darren screams in joyous hysterics. His parents smile ear to ear. Maggie covers her ears. Soon it's booted up and ready to go. All Darren needs to do is log on to Xbox Live to play the game he's been dying to try. Red Faction Gorilla. He's the last one of his friends to play it. And now it's his chance to kick all their asses, to dominate, to walk into school next week with his nose turned up at all those losers who will bow down to his... What? Darren tries again. What's happening? Is it broken? Darren's in a state now. His palms are sweating. He tries again, but no luck. No, 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 he cries. And then Ken is trying. His heart's sinking because the gaming network is down. And not just in the Hannigan house, but across the city and the state. All across the globe, millions of people are shouting at their televisions, at their brand new gaming consoles, losing their collective shit. All the while, swaying drunk at his computer, Vinny Omar chuckles to himself. He holds his lukewarm beer up to his screen and thinks, This must be the best 22nd birthday gift he could have possibly asked for. I mean, hey, 
It's not every day you get to ruin Christmas for all gamers all over the world. On this episode, sad children, drunken shenanigans, and the grinchiest Christmas hack of all time. I'm Keith Cornella, and this is Modem Mischief. You're listening to Modem Mischief. In this series, we explore the darkest reaches of the internet. We'll take you into the minds of the world's most notorious hackers and the lives affected by them. We'll also show you places you won't find on Google and what goes on down there. This is the story of the Lizard Squad Christmas Day hack. It's August of 2014, four months before the Christmas Day hack. Vincent Vinny Omari, a lanky kid with short dark hair and a dank hoodie always draped over his thin frame, opens his computer and logs onto Darkode, a black market cybercrime forum, and starts lurking, digging around, seeing what's new. What malware is making the rounds today? Who's hiring themselves a hacker for hire? He gets a message from somebody he's been chatting with more and more over the past few months, someone who goes by Zkill. Yo. You heard about those plans for PSN? Curious, Vinny types. Everyone has plans for PSN. Who's talking about it this time? Zekiel types. Some guys have been in touch with. Vinny is brought into another chat, this time with several others. Zekiel says, Guys, this is Vinny, the one I've been telling you about. A message comes in from someone named FBI Are Losers. We're sure this guy's got his shit together. Zekiel says, I'm saying he does. Yet another message comes in, this time from the screen name Uncahals. I've checked him out, FBI are losers. Vinny's excited. Who the hell are these people? Vinny types, So, what's the LS stand for? He sent an image of a dashing looking lizard smoking a pipe. Beneath the image are the words Lizard Squad. Uncahal says, We've got some big plans, Vincent Omari. You in? They know his name. How do they know his name? Because Vinny is good, really good, and he's made sure to cover his tracks. These guys, whoever they are, must be legit. He types three words that bring him into the fold, into the den of the lizard squad, and begin his trajectory towards his rise to global internet infamy and his eventual downfall. What's the plan? December 22nd, three days before the Christmas hack. The Lizard Squad has made good time on establishing their infamous reputation, becoming a globally recognized name in mere months. In fact, they've already taken down servers for League of Legends, RuneScape, and Riot Games, all within 24 hours. And today, nearing the end of December, they're prepping for their White Whale, Xbox Live, and the PlayStation Network. So how does a hacking supergroup prepare for a global DDoS or distributed denial of service attack? By taking down an entire country's internet, that's how. As if the country didn't have enough things going on, the internet suddenly goes down all across North Korea the week of Christmas. Mind you, this is just 11 days after the Seth Rogen comedy The Interview was released direct to YouTube, which immediately garnered its own bizarre controversy, pissing off Kim Jong-un, sparking talk of getting banned, and the possibility of starting an all-out war between the US and North Korea. It didn't take long for Lizard Squad to hop onto social media and take credit for the attack, polishing their collective brass cojones and reveling in the chaos they've created. 
It's been speculated that the Sony hack earlier that year in November was a hired hack by the North Korean government in retaliation for the upcoming theatrical release of the interview, which ultimately was just released to YouTube. It's also been speculated that North Korea hired hackers they knew could pull off a hack of that magnitude, ones they'd seen on other gaming platforms before. I mean, keep your enemies closer, right? Christmas Day 2014. Gamers across the globe are taking to social media, blowing up Twitter and Facebook. Oh, what the hell is going on? What the fuck, Xbox? What gives? Hello? PlayStation? You dead? Xbox and PSN down on Christmas Day? Get ready for a revolt! Vinny Omari is at his computer, watching the havoc spread like wildfire across the web. He can't help but giggle gleefully as the Lizard Squad name starts getting tossed around. Could it be LS? Oh, this is Lizard Squad for sure. Did Lizard Squad just make enemies of every gamer ever? Again? Nah, what the hell, Vinny thinks. So what if they did? Was it worth it? Huh. He cracks open another beer. Hell yes it was. He decides the edging is getting to be too much. And he decides to let them have their villain. Even if it is a yammering, drunk, moronic-sounding villain, he opens Lizard Squad's official Twitter account. He types, and this is word for word, Jingle bells, jingle bells, Xbox got ran. Oh my fun, it is to troll all of you morons. Hey! After a few less than brilliant clicks of his keyboard, Lizard Squad has officially taken credit for the Christmas Day hack. The other lizards are watching all of this unfold from behind their screens as well, watching Vinny's actions very, very carefully. Meanwhile, Xbox and PlayStation headquarters are in a frenzy. This is supposed to be peak gaming time, and instead of drooling like zombies in front of their TVs, playing whatever the hell for hours and hours, tens of millions of people are not playing their consoles. It's Christmas, what the hell else is supposed to be going on? Play outside? Huh, give me a break. This is the reason for the season and what every gaming network has been working toward all year long, and it's crapping out on them right before their very eyes. They're stuck helpless with their proverbial dick in their hands. Xbox is asking their best and brightest to fix this now. Uh, we're trying, sir, but… But what? This is what you were hired for. Well, I'm not a hacker, sir. I just… We have people like you on the payroll so we don't have to worry about hackers. That's not exactly the case here, sir. This is advanced, next-level stuff. So you know what's happening? Well, yeah, it's a DDoS attack, but I can't stop it. I mean, we're all trying. Well, just tell me who can. Who, indeed. When you have a hacker problem, who better than a hacker to try and fix it? And better yet, what about a rich one? Enter Kim.com. What exactly is a DDoS attack? How does it work? Basically, it's a clog. Think of a server like a city, and everyone's trying to get in. The highways and city roads leading into it are connections to the server from your computer or somebody else's computer. A DDoS attack is the equivalent of somebody creating an army of self-driving cars and programming them to get onto the highway and just park. Turn every road leading into the city into a parking lot so nobody can get anywhere. The Lizard Squad used a network of interconnected computers infected with malware to allow them access, and then using these computers, called zombies, 
they invaded Xbox and PSN, clogging the system and collapsing the network. It's something most hackers know about in theory. Lots might even be able to pull one off if they're skilled enough, but it takes a special kind of hacker, or squad of hackers, to perform a nearly irreversible DDoS attack, especially one on this scale. You see, Xbox and PlayStation needed a powerhouse to get their asses out of a bind, and that powerhouse came in Kim.com. Kim.com, who deserves an episode all on his own, and is getting one in the near future, is a Finnish-German internet businessman and cyber genius. He was also one of the first major hackers and one of the most influential of all time. But the most important thing to know for this particular story is that at the time of the Christmas Day hack, he had a ton of influence in the realm of the World Wide Web. So when Kim sees gamers getting globally screwed by a DDoS, he jumps over to Twitter. Kim.com tweeted, asking Mega Management to approve 3,000 at Mega Privacy Premium vouchers for at Lizard Mafia if they stop attacking Xbox Live and PSN immediately. The Mega that Kim.com was referring to, otherwise known as Mega Upload, was, at the time, a digital file storing software company that Kim had started in 2005. What are Mega Privacy Premium vouchers? In a sense, they were like Wonka's golden tickets. Imagine a digital storage unit, not just safe and secure, but hidden away and made invisible from the curious, prying eyes of super encryption. A voucher gets you a storage unit for free. Now imagine how valuable one of those could be in the hands of a nefarious hacker. It's like negotiating with a loose cannon gunman by saying if he lets his hostages go, you'll give him 100 pounds of ammo. It's a Hail Mary type of move, and it works. It's been said that these privacy vouchers could have been worth tens of thousands of dollars if sold on the black market, something like Darkode, which for a good while was enough to satiate the Lizard Squad hackers. And by a good while, I mean a few hours. Because there is no honor among thieves, and soon the gaming networks are down again. Cries of profanity are heard ringing around the world. If it isn't money, or even super-encrypted invisibility they want, what the hell is it? In the past, they said they were trying to make a point, to highlight the flaws in a gaming network system, to show some corporate gaming conglomerate that they weren't really safe, not with a bunch of holes in the hulls of their flagships. But when networks go down again, people's worst fears are beginning to sound more and more plausible, that what the Lizard Squad really truly wanted was to just screw with people for the fun of it, to watch the internet quiver at their feet and make people feel bad on Christmas. Maybe they were the villains for the sake of villainry. But then, a challenger entered the arena. Just a few hours after the takedown of the Xbox and PSN gaming networks, a group called the Finest Squad, a rival group of hackers, makes its grand entrance into the battle via Twitter with an announcement that they'll be taking down Lizard Squad and stopping the gaming hack. Finest Squad and the Lizards had some history. But this was Christmas that was on the line, and the fight was on. Snapchat and Twitter are flooded with videos of gamers, cameras turned on to their angry, desperate faces, and they start begging. Please, 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 just let me play my game. Come on. Ah, oh, this is so stupid. Why are you doing this? Why? You ruined my life, Lizard Squad. Screw you. You ruined everything. 
If the powerhouse Kim.com and his offer of, essentially, hundreds of thousands of dollars couldn't save Christmas, maybe a rival group of hackers could. Finest Squad sounds like a half-baked, uninspired, and exceedingly juvenile attempt at sounding cool, while also taking a jab at the Lizard Squad name, which is already a childish name to begin with. But dumb name aside, Finest Squad was dead serious about taking Lizard Squad down and saving Christmas. They started by trying to take down Lizard Squad's Twitter and website. This group of unknowns had come onto the scene and started talking a big game. But earlier in the year, the rival group had managed to post some sensitive and private personal information about some of the members of Lizard Squad, allegedly. The Lizard Squad said it was all bullshit, but they would say that, wouldn't they? The real test for Finest Squad would be stopping the lizards on this of all days, Christmas Day, when it mattered most. And after several attempts, they couldn't. The Lizard Squad attack continues undeterred, an immovable force. Their horde of zombies is holding fast. And it's here that the tides finally turn, but for the reasons anybody hoped for. In fact, the Lizard's abrupt halt of their cyber attack seemed to unsettle people just as much as it relieved them. The Lizard Squad reopened access to the servers on their terms, stopping while they were still ahead, still on top. And in doing so, they sent a very clear message. You can have your game, because we deemed it so. Remember who holds the cards. As it turned out, the personal information on the Lizard Squad that Finest Squad had leaked to the public was of great interest to law enforcement. And despite the fact that the Lizard said it was all fake and bogus, it did lead investigators to their front doors, literally. Four short days after the Christmas Day hack, British police are knocking on Vinny Omari's door. The 22-year-old Omari is up in his room, looking down at police cars parked in front of his house. The knocking is persistent, and he realizes that there's nowhere for him to turn. Police, open up, we've got a warrant. November 2019, a photo goes out to Twitter from the Lizard Squad account. The photo is of a police van parked outside of somebody's house with the caption, So long, friends. It's been a good run. But the tweet ends with this. You cannot arrest a lizard. But the thing is, you can. And you can charge them with federal crimes, like hacking for hire. Zachary Bukta, who went by the handle FBI are losers, is arrested in the UK. The following day, he tweeted that the Lizard Squads are hiring the very best lawyers, but his eventual jail sentence said otherwise. In total, four known members of the Lizard Squad were sentenced. 22-year-old Vinny Omari, 17-year-old Zachary Bukta, 19-year-old Julius Kivimaki, and 19-year-old Bradley Jan Willem Van Rooney. Whether there are more members still out there under a different name, we don't know for sure. Maybe we never will. Though the convicted Lizard Squad members wouldn't be taken down all at once, with many of them eventually turning on each other before they were arrested, before they saw the inside of a jail cell, on that December 25th, they managed to do what they set out to do, vanish into the dark tangles of the web victorious, leaving everybody in their wake with a sinking gut feeling that they would be back, and asking themselves who would be able to stop them when they returned. On that Christmas day in 2014, the Lizard Squad managed to solidify their infamy forever. I'm Keith Corneluk, 
and you're listening to Modem Mischief. Thanks for listening to Modem Mischief. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app right now so you don't miss an episode. This show is an independent production and is wholly supported by you, our listeners. And the best way to support the show is to share it. Tell your friends, your enemies, send it in a Christmas fruitcake. And another way to support us is on Patreon. For as little as five bucks a month, you'll receive an ad-free version of the show, plus monthly bonus episodes like this one, exclusive to subscribers. Modem Mischief is brought to you by Mad Dragon Productions and is created, produced, and hosted by me, Keith Corneluk. This episode is written and researched by Dimitri Coreno, mixed and mastered by David Swope, a.k.a. DJ Mixie Claus. The theme song You Are Digital is composed by Computer Bandit. Sources for this episode are available on our website at modemmischief.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Modem Mischief. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays.